Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi there and welcome to the Explaining History podcast and today I'm going to talk a little bit about the Italian Marxist intellectual Antonio Gramsci. And the reason why I want to talk about Gramsci is that perhaps after Marx he's the most significant thinker uh, on the left of the 20th century and he's the most significant figure um, theoretician Um, in terms of explaining how capitalist societies work and how they perpetuate themselves and how they remain um, coherent, how they stay uh, as as entities and how um, the capitalist classes um, remain in control. And he suggested that uh, this was done largely without violence um, and set about trying to explain um, how this was possible. But before we look at that, let's look a little bit about um, who he was. He was um, a Sardinian, uh, born in the late 19th century and grew up in um, terrific poverty. Um, So he was born in 1891 and um, suffered from tuberculosis of the spine as a child. Uh, He was very um, uh, sickly. Um, and uh, in nineteen by nineteen fourteen, he had um, studied under some of the uh, great socialist intellectuals of the um, uh, of the uh, the liberal era before the First World War. Uh, one particular, Benedito Croce, um, uh, who was would later be um, particularly persecuted under under Mussolini. Um, was Gramsci's um, mentor. Um, Gramsci um, was writing at a time of growing class tension in Italy, uh, which um, crystallises during and after the First World War. But he was writing at a time um, where the um, promises um, or the dreams, if you will, of um, the Risorgimento um, two decades on, um, by the time he was born, or three or four decades on, um, by 1914 or so, when he really comes of age. Um, the promises of the Risorgimento have been largely uh, discredited. Um, the Risorgimento, the reunification of Italy, uh, where was a uh, the, re- the rebirth of Italy was a, a kind of very incomplete and um, failed project by and large, and it has done precious little for Italy's poor 
Italy was still um, socially and culturally uh, disunified between a wealthy, urbanised, industrialised north based around Piedmont, Sardinia, and a south that was progressively um, left behind. Um, it was the south, really, that the architect of the Risorgimento, um, Count Camillo Covor, had little desire to see incorporated into the um, the greater Piedmontese state that he was trying to build. But it is, unfortunately, grafted on by the actions of uh, Garibaldi uh, in the 1860s. So um, by the time Italy is politically unified, it is not being socially uh, unified. The answer to this, um, said um, Italian nationalists and later fascists, was war. War would unify Italy. War would make Italians out of the people who existed within uh, the polity of Italy. Um, and this, again, this fails to uh, successfully occur either. Um, all that war creates is um, ever greater social tensions, particularly um, after uh, 1919 and the, the, the so-called mutilated peace. Um, Gramsci, uh, in 1914, is writing for a variety of socialist newspapers, and the advent of the First World War really focuses his thoughts as to how it is ordinary working people across Europe can be convinced and persuaded to engage in an endeavour which is so manifestly not in their interests to do so. He becomes very politically active in Turin and is uh, chiefly interested in the organisation and education of uh, workers. The um, classical Marxist analysis of the working class is that ultimately uh, working class consciousness, consciousness will develop and a political understanding um, through education uh, will um, emerge which shows that the uh, the working classes are uh, economically exploited and Marx believed you know, once the workers can see this then you're likely to move towards conditions of revolution um, and one of the great questions, um, if you listen to the uh, Frankfurt School, um, uh, the Frankfurt School recording I did a while back, you know, one of the great questions for uh, left intellectuals after the First World War is when there was this glorious moment where there may have been a worldwide revolution where the working classes might overthrow the bourgeoisie, why doesn't it happen? And um, Gramsci would eventually uh, come up with. Uh, a number of suggestions as to what the uh, what the bourgeoisie got right and the workers got wrong. During the Biennio Rosso, um, the two red years of 1919 and 1920, when communist insurrection seemed most likely in Italy, the working class um, uh, organised itself uh, across Italy into a series of workers' councils. The official line that was coming from Moscow, from Vladimir Lenin, who rather liked um, uh, Gramsci and his uh, revolutionary newspaper, uh, Lodin Novo, or The New Order, the official line coming from Moscow was that um, the councils, um, the workers' councils of Soviets were not an end in themselves. 
they were merely a device for overthrowing bourgeois capitalism. Gramsci actually thought rather differently. He thought, no, 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 they are an end in themselves. They are evidence that socialism, so, you know, socialist organisation, has actually emerged, that the revolution is here, and that what is not required is a, a large, menacing authoritarian state to now sweep away the um, Soviets, the workers' councils, and to um, uh, proclaim socialism in the interest of the people. The councils themselves are socialism. Now, because you have so many European socialists, in uh, not just in Italy and, or in France or Germany, um, but uh, across the continent, in obeisance to um, Moscow, because Lenin had uh, clearly shown the rest of Europe how it was done, a Leninist stance um, was uh, predominant within uh, the uh, Italian Communist Party, um, which um, develops from Lodinovo. Um, and the um, and Gramsci, who doesn't take a Leninist stance, who doesn't believe that the um, councils are just a tool, and he becomes quite an isolated figure within uh, the the movement. Um, he takes a stance which is um, instantly not particularly popular in Moscow, but in doing so, he actually shows us that um, the amount of the amount of communist parties across Europe that were very quickly after 1917 willing to accept um, Soviet orthodoxies. Um, as to way th- as to the way things should be, is is really quite um, quite quite great and uh, is quite quite significant. But by 1921, Gramsci himself has had a change of heart when the Bienni Rosso fails. The the workers' councils alone don't um, succeed, and they don't seize power. And um, within um, 12 months, Mussolini has managed to um, seize power. Uh, in the 1922 march on Rome. Um, in 22, Gramsci goes to Russia um, as a representative of the new Italian Communist Party, um, and he uh, he he married a uh, a German communist in uh, in in Russia, um, and um, they had uh, their children together. Um, the um, development of fascism in Italy, um, while Gramsci's out of the country, um, and sees Gramsci return to um, Italy with uh, instructions to try to create a popular front, a united front um, against Mussolini of all the other leftist parties. Uh, this would have been probably impossible in, under Stalin, but um, Lenin was uh, able to see that um, the, the beginnings of a, a virulent uh, anti-communism across Europe were emerging, and that uh, compromise with um, other um, parties of the left was really important. Over the next four years, um, uh, Gramsci would uh, return to um, Italy. He left his family in Russia, um, and he um, presided over a divided Communist Party. Um, he also becomes deeply involved as a man of letters in the uh, power struggle between uh, Stalin and Trotsky, taking, essentially taking Stalin's 
uh, like uh, taking Stalin's uh, position uh, against Trotsky. Uh, in 1926, um, uh, emergency laws are enacted following an attempt on Mussolini's life, of which there were several. Um, and he was uh, Gramsci was arrested um, and um, put in prison for 11 years. And during the period of that period of time, he he became progressively more and more weak and ill, and died in 1937. And while he was um, a relatively young man when he died, he only died at the age of 46, um, his writing um, carries on uh, and and has an immense uh, influence um, long after his death. Um, Much of it was written in prison. He wrote um, 30. uh... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, 30 full uh, notebooks while he was in, inside. And the, uh, the, the, the kind of the canon of Gramsci writing, if you're ever interested in it, is, is the uh, Gramsci's prison notebooks. Um, and he, so he focuses on this idea of hegemony, of cultural hegemony. And he ex- Gramsci was animated by this question, he was engaged by this question of why it is um, that um, capitalism still manages to maintain control over society, over um, capitalist societies, even though the capitalist classes are uh, are outnumbered, and that um, the revolutionary period that had begun in 1917 had lasted a very short period of time and hadn't been successful virtually anywhere else. And uh, the uh, it, it was obvious to Gramsci that capitalism was much more entrenched than anyone had thought. And it wasn't doing it through force of arms, though obviously when the system is finally physically threatened, then then it will. Uh, Gramsci suggested that violence wasn't the main the, the mean, main means by how it was done. Um, it was done through ideology, and that the the bourgeoisie, the middle classes and the upper classes, developed a hegemonic culture. The, it was that there is one dominant culture within a capitalist society. Um, that um, the working classes are forced to uh, accept, even though it's not in a culture that really um, represents them or that empowers them. It is one particular worldview that is um, all-encompassing, hence the idea that it is hegemonic. And the, this 
this sort of appears uh, at the level of being common sense. The idea that one has to work for one's daily bread and that one has to take the conditions that an employer gives one. Uh, that the market, uh, the, the workings of the market are the only way in which uh, societies can work. These are views are, are common sense. And of course, they're common sense if you're benefiting from them. But um, Gramsci said, well, you know, they're, they're not um, necessarily common sense, but they are portrayed as, as being so. And that they are values that everybody can share in. Um, patriotism the um, uh, respect for the monarchy, unquestioning obedience. These are all seen as common sense values that, again, everybody shares. Uh, and that maintaining a status quo, again, is as a kind of hegemonic uh, notion. And that the, that status quo inevitably keeps um, the, uh, the working classes powerless and, and, and impoverished. And um, the answer to this, Gramsci said, is that the working classes need to develop their own culture. They need to develop, develop their own institutions, their own schools, their own libraries, their own bookshops, their own pamphlets and newspapers that tell a different story, that, um, pre- that present exploitation not as common sense, but as a grand strategy operated against the proletariat. Um, and... A lot of these ideas spring from Marx, but obviously Marx died before perhaps he could have articulated himself or finished off his work. Marx said that a the economic relations of a society, i.e. who does the work and who gains the profits, um, this these economic these economic relations the, or the, the economic base of society determines the ideological, cultural and political and social superstructures that go on top of it, i.e. what it is the media says, what it is, um, how families function, how, and, you know, all other relations in society are based on the, 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 the fundamental economic foundations that, that exist. And, you know, these are now less and less revolutionary ideas than ones which, you know, even fairly mainstream people, I think, take on board. Um, and that these values are articulated in things like religion, culture, folklore, and that um, the um, and and they they seep into the everyday experience of of all people and are naturalised and and normalised uh, to a point of being kind of unquestioned givens. And um, this. In Gramsci's point of view, is a kind of coercion, but he referred to it as a consented coercion. People agree to be um, coerced into subordinate positions within society. He says that it's only when the illusion of consent uh, evaporates that instead um, violence has to replace it. Uh, the moment that consent uh, that that consent um, and the the moment that hegemony really ceases to operate, uh, that during some kind of economic or social crisis, people fully question the status quo and refuse to be um, bamboozled or um, directed or sold or um, uh, marsh culturally marshaled in a particular way. That then um, capitalist societies have to rely on on brute force, but. 
an over reliance on this is um, you know is is an error. Um, it is important for capitalism's mask to remain well placed. Gramsci also was very interested in the role of intellectuals, and he took a um, particularly interesting um, uh, dissection of this and said that ultimately uh, all people are intellectuals. That people intellectualize things all a lot all day long. You know the. Uh, the process of thinking in abstract terms is an intellectual, um, an intellectual undertaking, um, and this is something that all human beings basically do, and that um, it's possible for um, there to be no division between who we think of as intellectuals, you know, the supposed great and the good, um, and um, ordinary people, and the fact that there is this. Um, uh, distinction. Um, the fact that there is this distinction, the um, um, the modern intellectual is really a kind of a crafter of discourse. Somebody who, instead of um, enabling um, a development of um, thought at a grassroots level, a, a development of working class thought, really guides the discussion about. Um, whatever it may be, society, religion, war, uh, gender, um, economics, and what have you, in particular directions. And so um, the, the job of the intellectual is really to safeguard discourse within a society, to safeguard the use of thought and argument and debate. So there are very important figures in the um, hegemonic um, system and they produce kind of um, hegemony by creating acceptable limits to um, debate. You know, yes, they might be the sorts of people who say, yes, society should be fairer, but we can't go distrib- redistributing wealth to the poor, for heaven's sake. You know, that would be madness. You know, um, that the that capitalism, sometimes it does some it does uh, bad things, but it's the best, worst system we've got. So, and And that helps to neatly kind of snip the argument at either end. And again, once it, uh, working class intellectuals are required here, says Gramsci, he says we need to have a working class culture that creates working class discourses, arguments, solutions and debates. And this needs to um, necessitate a working class education. And he was very, uh, he believed perhaps as a result of his own education, that um, quite a tough um and demanding uh, education for working class boys was necessary um, and that they would need to be um, really kind of rigorously um, uh, rigorously sort of um, schooled and disciplined to really get them ready to, to fight for socialism. Um, and the critique of um, modern capitalism as well um, was very important. Um, in his view, um, modern capitalism um, was in the hands of the bourgeoisie um, by allowing the uh, the left, the workers, to have certain um, certain key concessions. So trade unions were uh, a means, a kind of a pressure valve within society, so that the the plebs could let off steam, in essence, and that they could have their own sort of fairly ineffective um, protests and given be given a few concessions whereas um, 
the main um, kind of uh, commanding heights of the economy are still in the hands of, of the bourgeoisie. And this uh, meant that um, the, um, uh, the, the kind of the new managerialism of the early 20th century, um, Fordism, uh, and um, the uh, Taylorist um, time and motion um, uh, assembly line methods were um, means of uh, controlling and guiding not just the uh, proletariat so that they could work more efficiently in the interests of profit, but also it was a means of um, kind of depoliticizing the workplace. There's nothing quite as um, spirit crushing as being on the production line really to. Uh, drag the revolution, sort of suck the revolutionary zeal out of you and to return you to an atomized state of kind of um, what Eric Fromm would refer to as alienation, where the individual is completely alienated from the, the process of production and is in fact dominated by uh, the process of production itself. So a, uh, a new working class culture... Um, and the development of working class intellectuals and the development of the control of the means of production were all the means by which Gramsci said that um, the, uh, the uh, revolution would be potential and potentially able to, to occur. So these were kind of continuations of Marxist thought. This is why I was saying that he is you know, the next most influential thinker after Marx. The continuations of Marxist thought, and kind of finishing off where it could be argued that that Marx um, had been un unable to uh, answering the questions that Marx did not live long enough to address. Anyway, I hope you found that uh, interesting. Sorry, I've been a bit preoccupied for um, a week or so. I'll be back uh, in a few days, hopefully, with some uh, some of my annual exam tips and advice for students. Anyway, have yourselves a lovely weekend and I'll speak to you on the next Explaining History podcast. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.